Welcome one, welcome all. It is Tuesday, April 4th. Thank you, Bear. 2023, the first Tuesday in the month of April. It is 7.02 p.m. Central Standard Time, which means it is time for our weekly Blog of the Boys roundtable here on the Blog of the Boys YouTube channel. Make sure you do subscribe. You can watch us live, of course, if you are here at 7.02 p.m. Central Standard Time. You can catch the rewatch at your own convenience. Or you can, of course, listen to this show on the Blog of the Boys podcast network. Subscribe, leave a rating, write a review. We have a lot of fun in store for us over the this month with the 2023 NFL draft getting closer and closer with every passing moment. My name is RJ Ochoa. I have three fantastic BTBers with me tonight. You can see them, hear them, read them all throughout the Blog and the Boys universe, making his triumphant return, perhaps to steal the Blog and the Boys crown uh, that is currently on the head of Danny Phantom. It is Tom Ryle. Speaking of his head, Tom, I believe you have a story with something that is atop your head this particular evening. You are on mute, so great start for you, Tom, as far as points are concerned in winning tonight. <laughs> yeah, there it goes. Hey, yeah. Um, my stepdaughter likes to go and look for little finds, uh, and she's always picking up stuff. And she came in the other day and said, here, this is a hat that's been autographed by Jay Novacek. And he was sweet. a guy I got to uh, uh, interview uh, back in the early days at Blogging the Boys, so... In addition to the fact that he was one of my favorite players when he was with the Cowboys, I uh, just thought that was really sweet. And I thought, what a perfect piece of headgear for our little blog here. That's awesome. Well, Kevin has given you five points just for it being a camouflage hat. Uh, the <laughs> podcast audience obviously cannot see it. It is a camo um, base hat. Um, it just happens to have uh, Jane of a check signature, not hiding, um, you know, in the camouflage. But uh, nevertheless, it is camouflage. Uh, David has said beard game on point. Um I guess Tom, uh, well, you've got, got more of a goatee going on, Tom. Tony, you've got a pretty yeah. stout beard. Uh, Brandon, you look pretty clean shaven, like a nice, you know, trim looking beard. So good for you. Uh, we'll get to your overall head uh, hair situation in a moment, Brandon. But Tony, <laughs> speaking of uh, heads, uh, yours just wearing a, a stupid cap. I mean, you don't have a Jay Novacek hat, but you do. You are on brand wearing a blog and the boys hat. Um, you did a great job hosting the roundtable last week, fighting the internet gremlins. Um, <laughs> but you are here live and live in color. How does it feel now? Do you, do you feel safe and secure with your internet situation? I, you know, I, I say that, and then that's when it'll cut out. So, yeah, I feel good for right now. Okay. Um, well, do you think that David was talking to you with the beard game on point comment? He got to be. I mean, you know, I keep a good beard, I think. So, yeah, maybe. Okay. Uh, Brandon Clements, uh, you are the fourth horseman here tonight. Uh, my first question to you, are you planning on seeing the Super Mario movie as soon as it is out in theaters? Absolutely. I don't know if it's as soon as it comes out, but it's definitely on the list. Okay. Uh, well, so I, I mentioned it, uh, Brandon. You've been telling us, you've been tweeting about this on social media. Let everybody know uh, what's going on. The podcast audience cannot see, but your head is cleanly shaven. Uh, at, at this point, it's been what, a few days. Um, so, you know, some stubble kind of, I don't know if it's called stubble on the top of your head. Uh, but either way, uh, some growth is on the way back. Uh, just let us know what's going on, Brandon, yes. where everybody can support the cause. Yeah, so uh, this past Sunday, uh, locally here in upstate New York, I, I um, shaved my head for, uh, for a, a great cause, uh, St. Baldrick's, which is to help uh, fund research uh, for ch uh, children's cancer. Uh, so that's, that's what I did. So I had a little, uh, it was getting a little, uh, little messy on top. I usually don't grow it out too long, but I had to, I, I did it for a great cause. We raised, we raised some money. Uh, you know, my, my teammates did a great job and all the great folks at, at St. Baldrick's you know, they, they, they do a heck of a job locally and then across the country. So everybody, everybody's pitched in. I, I know a lot of our BTBers have, uh, has, have pitched in one way or the other. So just, I'm just thankful for all the support and, uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm excited to do it every single year. 
That's awesome. Well, everybody head to Brandon's Twitter at Icebreaker21. You've tweeted out the link several times. You can do it again as soon as the show is over, so everybody can head over there, and it'll be fresh um, on the timeline. Uh, great job, Brandon. Uh, tonight, um, I saw the comment section kind of a little bit confused. Um, so, guys, let's get it together. All right, we're getting close to the draft. Everybody needs to kind of be dialing it in. Uh, and I'll be honest, uh, it's kind of a bit of a lull, even in the draft season, right? Like, the draft is uh, almost three weeks away at this point in time. Uh, we're starting to see 30 visits trickle in. We do have a tracker up on the homepage at blogontheboys.com if you want to see which players have recorded official visits with the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Monday, excuse me, Tuesday, was all about TCU offensive lineman Steve Avila. I think we would all be thrilled if the Cowboys wound up with him in the second round. There are a lot of people who would feel comfortable with the 26th overall pick. That might be uh, a little bit too rich for some of our bloods. Bloods? Blood? Whatever. Uh, but either way. A little bit of a lull in the draft season, certainly a lull in the offseason as a whole. Um, the kind of big free agent movements have, have really slowed and really trickled. We get the occasional breadcrumb. Odell Beckham Jr. was offered a contract by the Baltimore Ravens, whatever, whatever. Uh, in the spirit of kind of hyping ourselves up a little bit uh, for the NFL draft, I wanted to take a look back. My dad always used to hate how Des Bryant, it seemed like after he would catch a pass, would take a step backwards and then kind of like rev the engine up. Uh, and so I thought about that uh, when putting together this particular game. We are going to look at the last five draft classes for the Dallas Cowboys, and we are going to assemble, in fact, you've each already done so, our 10 favorite, the 10 best draft picks that the Dallas Cowboys have made. So that's 2018 through last year. I think this will also be a bit of an important retrospective look, Tom, because it will give us an indication at who the Cowboys have found. Five years. Why? Why five? Well, it's a clean number. Six would have been stupid. Four would have been dumb. You know what I mean? Five is a nice, even <laughs> point to look at. Um, I will be writing an article about this, and we'll throw the list up there as well uh, if you want to see this in the aftermath at blogontheboys.com. But do you feel like, Tom, this is a good way to kind of calibrate our expectations of what we can you know, hope to see from Will McClay and everybody in a few weeks' time? Yeah, it's also... Uh... I don't know, it's a little bit of a confidence builder when you look back. Uh, there's some pretty solid players in that five-year stretch. Uh, okay. It, it wasn't hard coming up with Tim. Tony, did you have a – actually, Tony, you were the first to get your list in. Um, so I imagine you did not have a difficult time. No, I mean, I think, yeah, it became splitting hairs at the end with some of these guys. I think some at the top were easy for me, but um, I actually did have to erase and kind of go back and move up and down a little bit. So I put a little more thought into it just because I was first doesn't mean I didn't uh, have a couple of head scratching picks there. Uh, Brandon, Tom accidentally only sent me nine um, players when I asked for a top 10. Um, so to call him out right now, you know. This is kind of my job. Uh, you got all 10, but you were last in Brandon. Do you feel any pressure knowing that you were last technically? No, nah, not at all. I, I, I kind of had a list in my head, but, you know, parent life with the kids kind of threw things off. So kind of got that to you about 30 minutes before showtime. But it really was, it, like Tony said, it was kind of splitting hairs with, with some of the, you know, the, you know, I, you know, I kind of came down to about, I think I had 12, 13 off the top of my head. And, I, you know, the, getting the last, you know, last couple in was really where I was at, but I, I'm very happy with the top, the top 10. I just, in the last five years, I think it's just been, the Cowboys have done a heck of a job drafting players. Okay. So um, let's see here. Uh, Watsamata Tom has said that you said your number 10 was boss man fat uh, talking about the Cowboys second round pick in 2021, Kelvin Joseph. Uh, Kelvin was not on anybody's list. I can tell you all that our panelists and I have not seen anybody's list except for their own. I have uh, because 
you know, I'm a narcissist. Um, and so I have all the information at this point in time. Um, being said, we're going to go in ascending order to build up drama. So we're going to go 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Uh, if you are watching the show on YouTube, whether live or after the fact, we're going to put the names one by one at the end. We'll put the entire group uh, and we're going to list them in the order that we are from a clockwise standpoint. So the first name you'll see is mine. The second is Tom's. The third is Tony's. The fourth is Brandon's. Uh, would anybody believe that we actually kind of had a tie for this. Um, there are two players here, even though there are four of us. So two of us agreed for each of the, of the you know, we each had the same person, uh, or excuse me, two of us had, you get my point. There are two players. It's a very difficult thing to say. Um, so the person who had the same player as me was actually Brandon. Uh, Brandon, who was number 10 on your list and why? It's uh, Deron Bland. I think, uh, you know, seeing what he's done in his rookie year, I know that's why I put him at 10 because, He's only had one year under his belt, but as a fifth-round pick, he has come in. He's done a heck of a job. He had a lot of interceptions this past year, and the, the future is very bright for this kid. And, and to be honest with you, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we look back here in, you know, you know five years from now, we, we look back and, you know, Deron Blank could be, you know, in my top three or in our top three for, you know, the last, you know, last five years. And, and Deron Blanche is great value. It was a great find in the fifth round, and I think he's going to be a part of the Cowboys' future for – for, for a good uh, good time here. Yeah, and for me, Brandon, just to kind of like explain why I put Duran here is, is for me, some of this is value. I mean, he's a fifth round pick. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's an incredible return on investment. Um, I know people really soured on Orlando Scantrick at the very end, but that was an incredible return on investment. I mean, you get a starter for over five years in the fifth round or beyond. I mean, that is something that you can certainly hang your hat on. So uh, you and I are simpatico so far, Brandon. But uh, the other two players here tonight, Tony Catalina and Tom Ryle, both had Michael Gallup, a third-round pick in 2018. Tom, explain why Michael Gallup is so low on your list. Just because he has he's had the injury problem, he hasn't produced, and he's kind of having to reestablish himself. Uh, it just, it was, it was tough. I, I definitely wanted to make sure I got him on the list. It's just, I could see reasons why looking at it right now, uh, that's where he is now a good season. He would probably move up if we did this same exercise uh, a year from now, but right now that's kind of where, where I see him, uh, that we definitely want to include him. It's just, yeah, he's kind of, you know, with the injuries and everything, it, it's kind of been a little rough the past couple of years. I'll be honest, Tom. I think that's a little bit harsh. Uh, Michael Gallup is seventh on my personal list uh, because okay. he has helped the Cowboys survive. Some like Think about it. Michael Gallup was drafted into a world where the Dallas Cowboys had just released Des Bryant and had Alan Hearns and Deontay Thompson and Tavon Austin. And yes, Amari Cooper showed up, but Michael Gallup has kind of been the one point of stable, you know, ness under the rocky you know, river that this has been, Tony. Uh, but you had Michael Gallup at 10 as well. Yeah, you know, I think um, I'll, I'll own it. I think it may be a little bit of recency bias, a recency bias in the sense that I think Michael Gallup definitely be belonged in the top 10. But for me, I had to find a way to put him at the bottom there. Um, you know, he, he's made plays when he's healthy, but last year it was he was a shell of himself. And, I, and I'm and I'm bullish on Michael Gallup. I think that he is going to step up and I think he'll be healthier and more productive next year. But um you know, I there, and I guess this is more of a, a you know a shout out or a testament to the the way this team drafts that there were nine guys that I felt comfortable putting in front of him, um, but that really doesn't take anything away from the way I feel about Michael Gallup. 
So Watson Mata chimes in and says, Gallup has toyed with excellent, but never grabbed it and made it his own. I would disagree. I would say 2020 Michael Gallup before the DAC injury was something supremely special. That Seattle loss that Dallas had, we really felt like we were starting to see Michael Gallup kind of come into his own. I also think a good measurement talking about like the return on investment, if you earn a second contract, and I know we all have thoughts on the Gallup deal at this point, but if you if you are worthy of a second contract, like by nature, you are one of the better draft picks in recent memory because that is a far less common thing than we actually think it to be kevin says that is fair tom i have confidence in him the team was insane to think a guy with a week 17 acl tear was going to be okay this year talking about this pasture of course the 2022 season and that's kind of a symptom of the cowboys the cowboys have not necessarily set their players up to succeed well uh they've placed improper expectations on them i think jalen tolbert is another example of that um tony tom you both had michael gallup at 10 i had him at seven as mentioned but brandon you didn't even have him on your list so michael gallup not even good enough to crack the top 10 for you yeah, unfortunately, I think for me, it's just more so the injuries. Uh, you know, obviously, he got hurt in 2021, so that was an unfortunate situation, which which made a 2022 season for Gallup just, you know, just more of a, you know, he came in, he played, he got himself, you know, he got himself in the groove, but the stats weren't, you know, the stats weren't really there. He, he His his career high in receptions, I believe, is, I think it's 60, I think it's like 66, I believe, off the top of my head. He's got one 1,000-yard season in, in his entire career. And, you know, I do, I, I do like the fact that the Cowboys gave him a, you know, a nice contract, but to me, he's, you know, he's been, to me, he's, he's kind of been a disappointment with that, that contract thus far. And it's not really because of his, you know, because of his play, it's just because of his availability. And, and unfortunately for me, I'm one of those people where your, your, your biggest ability is your availability. So for me, it's, it comes down to this being injury prone. He hasn't, he, he's, he's flashed that potential. He's flashed some great, he's had some great games, but I haven't seen enough for me over the over the time he's been in Dallas since he's been drafted that I could put him in my top 10 I just have other I have 10 guys that I feel have already you know even the rookies that just came in there's you know I got I have you know I have other rookies on the list here that I think have already have surpassed him in that category that's just you know my opinion on it Michael Gallup could be you know maybe in the next couple years he could be on my top 10 easily but right now I just I just can't put him there right now and it's nothing against him as the player I just he just hasn't he hasn't lived up to it and it's because of injury you mentioned the rookies that you have ahead of Michael Gallup. We talked about it. You had Deron Blaine, number 10. Obviously, Michael Gallup's not on the list, so Deron Blaine is ahead of him. Tony Catalina, you had Deron Bland at number 9. So, you know, not quite number 10, uh, just ahead of him. Now, I will tell you, Tony, because we already kind of talked about Deron Bland, that two of us, between myself, Tom, and Brandon, also had the same player at number 9 on our list. So who do you think had the same player at number 9, and who do you think that player was? It's a name we have not discussed yet. Hmm. Um, let me look. I want to see my, my notes here. <laughs> um, I'm going to say it's Brandon and Tom, and I'm going to say Dorrance Armstrong. Mm, that is incorrect. So big <laughs> fail. That's uh, right. <laughs> Tom and I both had Dalton Schultz as the ninth best Dallas Cowboys draft pick over the last five years. Tony has mentioned you had Deron Bland. Uh, Brandon, you had another rookie. So back-to-back rookies for you at 10 and 9. You have Tyler Smith, obviously, last year's first-round pick. We'll get to that in a moment. But Tom, Dalton Schultz, kind of a sour taste in a lot of people's mouth. Who cares? One-year deal with the Houston Texans. Dalton played poker, and the Cowboys outplayed him. He's a loser. We're the winners. Jake Ferguson, Peyton Hendershot, frickin' frack. We don't need him. But Dalton Schultz was a very, very serviceable player for the Cowboys, especially considering the climate he was drafted in that same weekend as Michael Gallup. Yeah. Uh, if you look at what he gave the team in his five years, to me, just going down the list of all the players drafted in the five years, 
you talked about return on investment. That's that's a very solid return on investment. And as you mentioned, that that second contract is not that common a thing. Uh, and it's you know that's just kind of how it goes. The Cowboys really like to stay young, and so you know it's not surprising that he would move on, especially when they've got younger, cheaper options that they hope are going to produce. So that was just where I saw him. I thought he belonged in the top 10, and that's where he landed with me. He did get a second contract. Like, it doesn't feel like that because it wasn't a long-term contract, but yeah. he got the franchise tag. I mean, you know, that they paid him $11 million for one mm-hmm. year of service. I mean, so, like, he did technically sign two contracts with the team. And, again, I don't think – I think when it, when the world ends – and we tell the story of the Dallas Cowboys and we write a book like Dalton Schultz deserves an important chapter almost because he was drafted the week that Jason Witten retired. And we had no idea what the future of the position was going to look like. We had no real idea even who Blake Jarwin was that three touchdown game against the New York Giants wouldn't come for several months. I mean, Dalton Schultz was thrusted into absolute chaos. And so he had his rookie season, like what's going to happen here. This is all crazy. This is all wild. And then guess what, Dalton Schultz, you got your bearings under you here in the NFL. Jason Witten's back relegated to third on the depth chart. And now guess what, Dalton, we're going to pay Blake Jarwin. He's the guy we really care about. Oh, he tore his ACL. Dalton, we really need you to come in and survive. Oh, Dak Prescott's out. Like again, Dalton Schultz really survived a lot of perseverance, Tony Catalina, and I don't think that we give him enough credit for that. Yeah, you know, I, honestly, you mentioned it in an earlier segment talking about, you know, making a second contract should put you in this list, and that's kind of what I was struggling with with Dalton Schultz because a lot of what you said is a, is 100% on the money. Um, Dalton Schultz is a quality football player. He did a lot of good things here in some unfavorable positions. Um, you know, it is this is just the nature of the beast sometimes. You, you gamble on yourself. You, um, you know, when it comes to a contract, you go to a place like Houston. So, um, you know, I have – you know, it's probably not a popular opinion, but I, I'm more so of I have fond memories of Dalton Schultz. I know he made some plays and he made the most of his opportunity. But, um, you know, for me personally, he you know, I'm not going to spoil it, but, you know, he wasn't my number nine pick. I'll just say that. Well, he wasn't because they're on the screen, so you wouldn't be spoiling it. Um, right. <laughs> but or 10. you all. Yeah. But he's not on your list at all, Tony. So you're over here throwing roses at Dalton Schultz and you don't even have him yeah. on the list. I'll spoil that. I'll call you out. You can't you can't sure. talk out of both sides of your mouth. Well, that's what I was trying to avoid. I don't want to ruin the list and say, you know, Donald Schultz might be somewhere. But, yeah, I couldn't put him on the list. And um, I think that's more, again, a testament to how well the Cowboys draft. Mm, so interesting um, that Michael Gallup makes your list, but not Dalton Schultz. You know, some, some would say that's interesting at the very least. Uh, now, Brandon, you do not have Dalton Schultz at this particular spot. You have Tyler Smith. You upset some people in the comment section. Now, uh, spoiler, Tony, Tom, and I all have Tyler on our list. Um, obviously not as low as you do at this particular point. Uh, let's see here. Uh, let me find the first comment. Kevin has deducted five points from you, Brandon, saying minus five for Tyler Smith at nine. I know it is is one year, but he had to start at left tackle when he wasn't supposed to. Um, so then there was some comments about like, well, I didn't even see this. Um, and uh, Rick says Tyler would be higher on my list, but agree with Gallup, Bland, Schultz. So um, general agreement with the list so far, but Tyler Smith all the way down at nine. What's going on, Brandon? You hate Tyler. It was his birthday yesterday, and you are over here hating on him. Well, happy belated birthday, Tyler. Uh, that, that's and and here's the thing: at, at nine, at nine, you know that's that's not a bad spot to be in because he's had one year under his belt. He, you know, he is the future at left tackle. We understand that. For me, I look at it as just you know a value at this point. He's got one year under his belt. I don't want to. I'm not one of those guys that like, especially watching like the NBA. It's like, oh, you know, the sky's the limit. It's like, okay, well, I want to see more on the field first. I, I like what he's doing. I think. You know, he, he, I think he led the league in penalties this past year. 
And so, he, you know, he still has work to do, but he has all the tools. Like, he's, I think he's going to be a pretty darn good player, and I think he's a future All-Pro. But for me, he's on my list for a reason. He's pretty darn good, and, and a lot of people did not like that draft pick last year. So everybody, you know, everybody that's, you know, commenting at me with the nine, last year you didn't even know who he was, a lot of you. Like, that's, you know, like people were mad that he was drafted in the first round last year. I was, I was indifferent. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't on, you know, I wasn't on the Tyler Smith train when he was drafted, but I always, I'm one of those where I'm like, I trust the Cowboys process. And that's just how I feel about Tyler Smith. But I think for me, it's just, that's why I put Deron Bland at 10, Tyler Smith at nine. I, I, I think, I think Tyler Smith is slightly, he, I think at this point, they're both, they've done really well this, this past year. And I do think both players are going to, you know, they're going to move up this list as the years go on. I just think, you know, given position, positional value, Left tackle over cornerback. I, you know, that's the only reason why I, I had it nine and ten versus ten and nine for Smith and Bland. It's just positional value, and, and, and I think Tyler Smith is just it's it's just not he's to me he's not he hasn't been in the game long enough to get to get my uh, 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 even a top five at this point. So you're saying that it was actually close, a bit of a coin flip proposition for Tyler Smith and Deron Bland for you. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kevin kind of combats you Brandon says minus five again not knowing who he was is not a great argument and I would argue that the fact that we all hated the pick and the fact that we all love him so much now is a testament to how incredible of a pick it was but I understand it is super early in the process it's difficult we also don't even know exactly where he's going to play this year but I will tell you because you mentioned top five he is safely in all of our top fives Uh, not a spoiler alert Tony don't worry um but wow okay let's move on so we have gone through what uh 10 and 9 so that leaves us to number eight um, I had the same player as somebody again. So I have had copycat answers all so far. Um, it was not you, Tom, that I had the same answer for at number eight. Who do you think um, I shared an answer with here? Brandon. It was Brandon. Brandon and I both had Tyler Biotish as the eighth best Dallas Cowboys draft pick over the last five years. An important note that the Cowboys traded up to draft Tyler Biotish with the Philadelphia Eagles of all teams. Uh, the Cowboys' last two trades executed with the Philadelphia Eagles are Micah Parsons and um, Tyler Biotish. And the third one, Sean Lee. So um, good times um, right there. Uh, that being said, we do have our first Dorrance Armstrong appearance from you, Tony Catalina, and our first Leighton Vanderish appearance uh, by you, Tom. I will say Dorrance is not on my list or Tom's list. Uh, so Dorrance not getting a whole lot of love here. So let's kind of start there. Tony Catalina, why do you believe Dorrance Armstrong, another fourth round pick, kind of barely got the second contract? Was kind of a benefit of Randy Gregory um, and that whole situation falling apart? Um, that's kind of my argument against you, but, but make the case for Dorrance Armstrong. Yeah. I mean, I think, um, there can be more production on the defensive side of the ball, but he's, you know, he's coming around, he's making plays defensively. I know that he has some fans, you know, within this organization, he has fans within the fan base and myself. I think he can, you know, what his ceiling is, it hasn't been touched yet, but that doesn't even include the fact that he's been a demon on special teams and he's made some really big critical plays. I think um, his surface is really just being scratched on what he can do. Um, You know, for me, um, it's the opportunities hasn't been as robust as some of these other guys on this list that I had here, but it's just the, what he's done with his ability, what he's done with his actions, and even for his sack totals, they're not Im- crazy impressive numbers, but they're like almost sneaky good. So I just, and that's kind of how he fits in my list here. Like he sneakily slipped into the eighth spot for me, and uh, I feel comfortable with him in there. Tom, you don't have Doran Armstrong on your list either. So do you think Tony's stupid? Mm, no. <laughs> No, I mean he was he 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 wasn't far off of it. I just 
I just had reasons for picking the other people. It's, it's I'm gonna look more at it like I saw. He wasn't even your honorable guys. mention, Tom. You did include an honorable mention, uh, which I, I didn't did. put on the list, and it was not Dorrance Armstrong. So not yeah, even in your top was, eleven. Yeah, uh, but I just the, these other players. Uh, Dorrance has been solid, but I think the other players on my list have had more impact at their positions. And it's not that I don't like Dorrance. I mean, we, we're talking the Cowboys have 22 starters out there, plus a couple guys that rotate, you know, when you talk about the fit, the, the third cornerback and the third wide receiver and, the, the, you know, all that stuff. So it's, you know, there's just a lot of people to consider. And uh, I just, he just didn't quite make the cut with me. What can I say? Brandon, um, you do have Dorrance on your list. I'm not going to say where quite yet. Uh, but my argument against this is the players that we've talked about generally so far, Deron Bland, Michael Gallup, Dalton Schultz are kind of the big three. You can make an argument that at some point in their Cowboys career, they were the most impactful player at their position. Deron Bland is maybe the, the most you have to stretch that verbiage, right? Like, you know, the interceptions and things like that. But there was a moment in time where he was the most impactful corner on the team. Not the best, but the most impactful. Dalton Schultz, one of the most impactful um, tight end. And Michael Gallup, certainly in the mishmash of everything in the 2019 season and 20 season and 21 season, whatever. Uh, but that being said, Dorrance Armstrong, has he ever been the most impactful pass rusher on the Cowboys? Like at any point ever in his career? I don't. I wouldn't say he's been the most impactful, but he's been one of the most impactful. I mean, you when you have a, when you're on a team with Demarcus Lawrence and Micah Parsons attacking the quarterback, kind of hard to be the face because those two guys obviously are the, the two uh, the two thoroughbreds on that on that pass rushing unit. But he's had some great moments over the years. I mean, there was he's had some special and this this past season alone, he was a special teams demon. I mean, he's 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 played so well throughout you know throughout you know 2022. Let, you know, he, he had eight and a half sacks last year. So for, for me, he's, he's on an upper trajectory. He's one of those guys where that's why you draft. That's why they draft him in the fourth round, you know, way back when, because they saw the traits. He just needed a little bit of seasoning and coaching. And, and now you're starting to see it. And I'm glad the Cowboys got him back on another contract, even though if it was for the Randy Gregory situation, it's good to see Dorrance, you know, Dorrance here, because I think he's scratching the surface of, of a, of a guy who I think, can be a double-digit sack guy, you know, in the next couple of years. So he's just he has enough talent. I think it took him a little bit of time to figure it out, maybe from a technique perspective. But he's, you know, he he's 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 on an upper trajectory. That's why that's why he's on my list a little bit higher uh, than where we're at right now. I can't believe that you, Brandon, have Dorrance on your list, but not Michael Gallup, or that Tony, you have Dorrance higher than Michael Gallup. Tony, you said that the recency bias may have played a factor with Michael Gallup. I think that's playing a factor both ways here. I think we're maybe overrating Dorrance a little bit and maybe underrating Michael Gallup a little bit. Sure. I mean, also in the fact that, you know, he's had, what, 13 and a half sacks in the last two years. I mean, if it wasn't for Micah Parsons on this team, which is obviously asking a lot, he would have led the team in sacks this year. So and I think he did that in such a quiet manner that if we didn't know this team and know the stat and, and, and cover this team like we do, like that's a sneaky eight and a half sacks. And there's been years on this team's past where eight and a half would have been like by far the best sack total this team has seen. And, um, you know, like I said, there may be a little bit of recency biases when you put this together. Um, you look at the full picture, but I, I'm confident with who I, where I have him. I do think that he's a fine player. Like, I don't mean to be like this hater of Dorrance Armstrong, but um, again, he did get the second contract. We established that was kind of a prerequisite here. It wasn't necessarily something that the Cowboys planned. Um, so there's a little bit of a grain of salt there. Uh, but that being said, I do think Dorrance is an example 
of how great the we talk so much about like the 2016 Dallas Cowboys draft class, right? And everybody loves to talk about the 1975 class, whatever. The 2018 class really gave the Cowboys some high-level contributors. Connor Williams in the second round, Michael Gallup, Doran Armstrong, Dalton Schultz, Cedric Wilson. But the first round pick in 2018, Tom, was the player that you have right here. And it was Leighton Vanderish. We all hated the pick. We all wanted Derwin James. We said, how could they do this? He's going to be injury prone, et cetera, et cetera. That first season was magnificent. And then the labels reared their ugly head before Leighton turned into one of the most important defenders on the team. Fortunately, they were able to bring him back this offseason. Yeah, okay. Thank you. Do you need me to add anything to that? Well, why, uh, why is he here? Why is he this high? Why is he this low? I mean, what's your context? Because last year we found out how important he is for what he does mentally on the field. Uh, he's he's the guy that wears the green dot on defense. He's the one that gets the calls in. He gets everybody into position. And when he missed a few games, the defense was discombobulated. And that just to me says, yeah, he's very important. It extends beyond just his stat line. It's how he kind of elevates the rest of the defense around him. And, uh, yeah, it was it was a comeback year. A year ago, he would not have made my list uh, at the same time. And so that's that's where I see it, that he – this is maybe that recency bias, but, you know, he had a that great first year. Now he's had a great fifth year. And uh, so I'm looking to him having hopefully a few more really good years. Um, Rick says that LVE is in their top five, Tom. Um, he's obviously not in yours. Tony, do you think Layton is in anybody's top five? I guess it would be yours, mine, or Brandon's. I'm going to say yes, but probably number five. He is in somebody's top five. That could have been Tony playing poker because uh, Tony could be, you know, like, oh, I don't know, you know, but he might be in Tony's top five. We will see. Um, all right, uh, Brandon, last thing on Leighton. I mean, we'll talk about Leighton in a little bit, but I do think a year ago we all kind of thought Leighton was this beneficiary of Micah Parsons and his wonderful rookie season. Uh, but I do think to all of our points, obviously, that Leighton really kind of carved out his own place and his own piece of worth within this Cowboys defense. And we saw that as the season obviously got to the end of the regular season. Yeah, he definitely did. He looked, I mean, this, you know, this, this, this fifth season that he had, which would have been his fifth year option, which unfortunately, obviously things didn't pan out that way, but it worked out for the Cowboys financially. I mean, he had a good rookie year, as Tom said, and then he had a good fifth year. And then what was in between? Not, you know, not that great. So that's, you know, to me, I'm just glad he, he, you know, he came back, it kind of fell to the Cowboys on a decent, on a decent contract, very, very friendly contract and had a good fifth season. So it, to me, that's you know that's that's where that's why my list is a little bit different than uh, everybody else's. I'm I'm guessing with Leighton Vanderash. Um, okay, so I mentioned that I had Michael Gallup at number seven. So obviously that's who I have. We do have two people who have the same answer here. Tom, who do you think they are? It's not me. So uh, between you, Brandon, and Tony, who do you think has the same answer at number seven? Uh, that would be Tony and I. That is correct. Uh, you and Tony both have Tyler Biotish as your seventh best Dallas Cowboys draft pick over the last five years. Uh, Brandon and I both had Tyler at number eight, so that means Tyler Biotish is the first player to make it all the way through, appear on all four of our lists, uh, and to get through it at this point in the show. Uh, we already mentioned how he wound up with the Cowboys, but why is he on the list, Tom? I mean, we look at all these other sexy positions and whatever. He's just a center, and he came in. Oh, he's going to replace Travis Frederick. He's from Wisconsin. Ooh, like It was all so chalk and predictable, but nevertheless, he has managed to become an important cog in the offensive line. Oh, well, he, yeah, they call it the pivot. 
uh, sometimes. Uh, and it's the fact that he came in and he's never really had a struggle. He came in, was competent his first season. He seems to have improved every season since. Uh, it was, you know, good bang for the buck, cost-effective pick. Uh, and... I just have a love for the offensive linemen. I, I think, you know, they are they are what makes the offense really go. Uh, if you have a bad offensive line, it really hampers what your quarterback and your skill positions can do. And I, I just think he has really, I think, even exceeded a lot of expectations. Uh, I think probably most expectations. A lot of people did not think that they were going to get much out of him. There was a lot of trepidation with going with him as the starter to replace Travis Frederick. Frederick. Uh, Fred Beard was, was I think, before his uh, disease hit him, he was, I think, arguably the best center in the league. And for uh, Biotis to come in and it not really degrade the, the, the line with having him there, uh, that was why I just saw him as he deserved to be in the top ten, and that was why I had him that high. Um, Tony, it did feel kind of like stupid on almost like it felt kind of silly. Like you really think you can go right back to Wisconsin. It like the, the off season that Travis Frederick retires, like it, it felt silly. Like it, it felt like it, it was almost embarrassing that the Cowboys did. And that, again, I mentioned it, that they traded up for it. it was like, guys be way less thirsty than you appear to be, uh, trying to just like replicate Travis Frederick, but they kind of did. I mean, he hasn't been that great, but he has been serviceable. And if you're a serviceable center in the NFL, that's pretty good. He was a pro bowler this past season as an alternate. So take that how you will. Uh, but still, I think we're all pretty satisfied. A solid return on investment. Yeah, I mean, ha asking or thinking you're going to have a Travis Frederick is like is a fool's errand there. But you're, they've done as close as they can, right? So Travis, you know, you got Tyler Biotis comes in here and he's just solid. I think that's the best way to describe it. I mean, he's not wowing anybody, but he's doing his job. He's keeping his job. And going into this offseason, there were a lot of people within the fan base that I like communicated with and talked to that were like ready to move on or didn't think that he was the guy. And he's kind of just been steady Eddie. And like, that's what I respect about him so much is the fact that like, you know, whether it be Alec Lindstrom, a friend of the show or whoever is coming in, like he's just controlled his position. He's he's taken his job and and nobody's really challenged him for it. But beyond that and why he's in my top 10 is because that cog in the middle is so important. You see what it's like if he's not out there when he dealt with the, you know, the ankle injury and you, you kind of just look at what that like that calmness in the middle, obviously the Dak Prescott and him, like they have a good rapport. And, um, you know, for me, he's squarely in my top 10 and, you know, he didn't quite crack the top five, but I have a lot of respect for Tyler Biotis. Brandon, uh, we already covered where Tyler was on your list. Um, I think I speak for all of us and I presume you in saying that it would be really nice to see the Cowboys get a contract extension done with him. This is the final year of his rookie contract, a fourth round pick in 2020. Absolutely. I think that's, I think it's one of those deals that needs to get done as soon as possible. I think to everybody's point, I think he's, he's, you know, he's not the flashiest guy. I mean, not a lot of offensive linemen are going to be known as flashy guys, but he just, he's in there he, and he's steady. He just, he's just a good hand. He's just a guy that goes in, does his job, you know, brings his lunch pal to work and just, it just goes to town and just, he plays good football, you know, and, and if they, if the Cowboys don't want to do a, do another contract, I mean, there is another Wisconsin uh, center uh, in this year's class, uh, Joe Tittman that, uh, could be just in that right range once again where the Cowboys could pound that drum for another center from Wisconsin. I mean, it's worked twice. I mean, third time, I mean, why not? Um, 
Okay. Well, if if we really want to be that predictable and that chalk, Brandon, um, you know that that is certainly something um, that I'll make fun of. Um, Brandon, you're taking a little bit of heat tonight uh, with your list. Uh, Kevin has come for you. Uh, you had Dorrance Armstrong at number seven. Tony had him at number eight. Uh, he was not on Tom nor I's list, but Kevin says seven is too high for Armstrong. Last year was his one good year, and most of his production was the first half of the season. I think this is a fair point, and I think Tom agrees, which is why he doesn't have him on his list. But I guess defend yours and Tony's stance uh, a little bit here, Brandon. Yeah, for me, it all it all comes down to the, the, the tape. You know, I watch the tape. I know the stats. The stats are, yeah, he's got eight and a half sacks last year. He had you know, five sacks the year before. He's, he's you know, he's, he's one of those guys. He's been a development player, and you can see where he is as a player and with eight and a half sacks on the same team as, as a Micah Parsons, uh, you know, and, you know, and Demarcus Lawrence, you know, even, even Fowler, he, you know, he had a good season as well. Like just to get in the mix with all that depth and all that talent and still get eight and a half sacks, pretty good. And, and last time I checked, he's a, he was a fourth round pick. So that, that value to me, that's where, that's how I equate it. I equate to he's paid his dues. He's worked his tail off. He's built himself up into a pretty darn good football player and last year, we really got to see a lot of Dorrance Armstrong with the eight and a half sacks. So, you know, you know, the tail of the tapes shows that he's a hard worker. He's getting so much better. And on a, on a fourth round return, he gets a second contract. That's why I put him at seven. I just, I just see so much from Dorrance Armstrong. I think, I think again, he's going to be, he's going to be a double digit sack guy, in my opinion, in the next year or two. I just, it just wouldn't surprise me one bit. All right, let's get to uh, who we each have at number six. Now, Tom, there is somebody here of us four that has somebody at number six that doesn't appear on anybody else's list at all. Um, so who do you think that player is and who do you think chose him? Did you understand the context here? Because I know I worded it very confusingly. Gosh, yeah, I you're saying that somebody has a player that nobody else has on their list at all, and Correct. they have them at six. Right. So who's the player and who picked them? It could be yourself if you play the game right. I, I well, I'm betting that my pick is going to show up on at least one other list for six. Uh, I'm going to guess Brandon just because he <laughs> seems to be bucking the ways here. Ah. <laughs> uh, Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. I don't know. Connor McGovern? <laughs> um, you are half right. Which half do you think it is? Who it was? 
it was Brandon. Uh, <laughs> um, and t- Tony, who do you think the player is? It's not Connor McGovern. Oh my God. Um, Connor Williams. No, uh, for what it's worth, Connor was my 11th player. Um, I really struggled. I, I mean, he was such an important part. And in, in 2019, he was the only offensive lineman who stayed healthy. I just did want to give him a little bit of a shout out. Uh, it was not, but it was somebody from Connor Williams' draft class. We talked about that. And it was Cedric Wilson. Uh, so Brandon coming in hot. Oh, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. It was Donovan Wilson. Okay, well, you sent Cedric in the in the chat. So oh, I, uh, I sent Wilson. That's my bad. Okay, then never mind all the fun that we just had. Uh, but so, <laughs> well, hold on. To, be, to be fair, though, to be fair, Tom is right. I, you know, I have bucked the trend a little bit, so I could see why you were going that way on that one. On I that will one say, uh, Brandon, that your number five um, is gonna catch some attention i'll you know well that's a bit of a spoiler alert so okay so donovan wilson we've corrected it when we throw the graphic on at the end it will say donovan uh excuse me it will say cedric but uh it will be fixed uh for for the article uh so that being said i think donovan wilson is very smart i do think there's a little bit of recency bias there as well uh tom you and i both had tony pollard so you said you thought he would show up this is his first appearance here you and i have him all the way down at six why is he not higher on your list he's he's just been a role playing back uh you know now he's gonna have to step up and take the uh the the lead back job and i you know i think he's going to do well uh i it's gonna be interesting to see how the cowboys approach the position both in an offensive scheme and who else they might try to get in the draft and uh the people they're arguing about having the Cowboys draft a tight end in the first, wanting us to talk about that, which we're going to ignore. Uh, you know, running back is another place that could lead to some interesting decisions. But uh, I just, to me, actually, one of the things that made sure he was in my top 10 was that I thought he finally gave the team the courage to make the move they had to make with Ezekiel Elliott that they knew they would have a starter in place. Uh, but that's just, you know, once again, uh, it was more a case of the five people ahead of him. I having a, I had a little bit better opinion of, um, well, for what it's worth, Brandon and Tony both have Pollard on their list, uh, a little bit higher than you and I do. I agree. Um, you, you know, we're going to talk about Donovan Wilson in a moment. Danny has a, a comment in the chat saying one good year. You can make an argument that Pollard, you know, He's only really come on the last two years. And that's not Pollard's fault. Uh, but as far as return on investment, you know, maybe not the the best looking draft pick in the overall. And a lot of that is self-induced. Um, but it is what it is. Um, Tony, you had Leighton Vanderish. We discussed him, obviously, at length already. Uh, so, Brandon, bit of a confusing landing of the plane there. Not Cedric Wilson. We can all give Cedric a shout out. Uh, I was going to say Jess Haney wrote at blogontheboys.com how the Cowboys could maybe consider trading for Cedric, who's apparently on the trade block in Miami. Uh, who knows? We all love Cedric, but not on any of our lists, apparently. Uh, Donovan Wilson. I mentioned it. Danny Phantom said recency bias and all caps. Dono doesn't belong on the list. Defend your point, Brandon. All right. So for me, Donovan Wilson, he had a he had a heck of a season last year, if I'm not mistaken. He was uh, he was one of the leaders in tackles on the team in 2022. He did have a little bit of an injury issue in 2021, which is why his, his stats were a little down. 2020 was a decent season for him as well. It, for me, it's just he he he's one of those guys. He's such a flashy player. And it doesn't always show up in the stat sheet. So for me, I watch I watch the games with my eyeballs, and then the stats sometimes will tell me tell me if I'm right or wrong. In this case, my eyeballs just tell me that he's just a heck of a football player. He's one of those guys that I was very happy that he came back for, for another contract, another go-around. 
because he I just he's such an, an impactful player whether he makes the tackle or makes the play he's he's always around the ball he just he's just a lot of fun he's an energy guy and, and overall he's just he's just fun to watch and, and the stats do back it up especially this past year with 101 tackles he's he's one of those guys that I, I think if he wasn't on the team in 20 in 2023 people would be like oh man I really wish Donovan Wilson was back thankfully he is he's going to be here it's going to be a great run, and I'm looking forward to another good season of Donovan Wilson. Brandon, Kevin coming for you tonight. It says, Brandon needs to see more from Tyler Smith, but Donovan Wilson, yeah, let's make him six after one good year. So, um, you know, this is a feisty chat tonight. That's all I'll say. You know what I'm saying? I imagine the comments on the article are going to be wonderful uh, for everybody involved, obviously. Um, Tony, um, Donovan Wilson is not on your list at all, and he is only on one list between me and Tom. So whose list do you think he's on? I'm going to say yours. He is not. He is on Tom's list, though, as a bit of a spoiler. Uh, my argument against Donovan Wilson is sort of my argument um, against Dorrance Armstrong. Is is he the most impactful safety on the team? Like, you can make an argument that, like, he's the, the most impactful, like, in a literal, like, impacting sense. But, like, w- like if, if right now, if I told each of you, you can only you, – you have to banish one forever from the Cowboys, J. Ron Curse or Donovan Wilson. Is anybody picking Donovan Wilson to, to, to keep? I mean, that's my point. Like, again, I don't think – I don't think curse is going to be around as long. No, but I'm saying right now, today, you have to pick one. Like you, you can only have one player on the team for 2023. Yeah, I'd probably have to lean the curse, but then yeah, I mean, yeah and again, like I'm, I'm not like Robert Wilson's an Aggie, like you and I, Tom. So like I don't want to, you know, be a jerk here, but I'm just, you know, this, this is hard. Some it's a, it's a top ten. It's not a top ten plus three. You know what I mean? Like I got to limit it to ten people. So uh, that's just kind of what it was. Uh, okay, so we're through number six. Um, there is a player making an appearance for the first time at number five that is on all of our lists. Brandon, who do you think it is? Uh, so everybody has this player obviously in the top five because we're down to number five. Um, but only one person has them at number five, if that makes sense. So who do you think Trayvon that player Diggs. is? I think it's it Trayvon is Diggs. Trayvon Diggs. <laughs> Look at Brandon. Tom has Trayvon Diggs. I told everybody Brandon has Dalton Schultz at number five, so I cannot wait to hear uh, <laughs> that explanation. Um, I have um, I have Tyler Smith. Uh, we've talked about how impactful he is. He is a top five pick for me at this point in time. He's a first round pick, so I respect that the Cowboys went out on a limb and they cashed out. You know, the Cowboys hit on twenty, and we were all like, "That's so stupid!" And out came to eights, and so I give them a lot of credit for that. Uh, Tony, you had Tyler Smith here as well. Uh, so congratulations to us. Tom, Trayvon Diggs, second-round pick in 2020. We all said we would have been satisfied had the Cowboys taken him with their first-round pick that year. They were fortunate enough to let him see all the way through the end of the first and into the second round where they landed him. So go ahead, Trayvon Diggs. Yeah, well, he, you know, he had the the season, le- the, the season he led the league in interceptions. Uh, he's a key part of the secondary Uh is he the quarterback one right now? I'm not sure. But for a second-round pick, that's an awfully good uh, amount of talent to land. And, uh, I mean, w- what can you say that would disqualify him from being in the top five? I don't think anything. I think the argument here would be, why do you have him so low? Like, <laughs> I think that would be the, the argument against you. So what, what are his uh, flaws then since, since you have um, him this, this far down? Well, it's, it's kind of See, hard what, for me to, to say some, that. To my point, so, so, sorry, Tom, Watson says, oh, my gosh, Diggs not in the top three. Lord. <laughs> it's it's just that 
uh, I can't really say without tipping my arguments for the next four players on my list. Mm, okay. All right. That's fair. Um, okay. So Tony, Tyler Smith is your number five along with me. Speak for us. Why? And you did get, apparently Watsamata only thinks that you have Tyler Smith here, even though I have him as well. Uh, but Watsamata gave you five points for having Tyler in his rightful spot. You don't yeah, get I mean, points, RJ. Ke- Kevin gave us both points, by the way. So uh, go ahead. Tyler. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, you know, for me, it's, I, I'll, I'll say it, and it's not, and it's not something that isn't known. If you watch the roundtables and any of our blog and the boys uh, coverage, um, I wasn't very satisfied or happy with the Tyler Smith pick, but I got to give respect where it's due. I think Tyler Smith has exceeded a lot of people's expectations. Um, for me, um, the Cowboys stand on their principles. They, they believed in their pick. They went and they made a, a selection that was not widely viewed as a very popular pick, and it looks like they hit a home run with it. I mean, they're going to have the left tackle of the future, somebody that, um, man, if we could run the tape back, if we can find that just our reactions during the draft coverage of it was not of the most uh, jovial bunch of people, but you know, I'll eat crow and I'll eat it proudly because um, top Tyler Smith, without a doubt in my mind was a top five draft pick for the Cowboys in the last five years. And you know, that was something like Leighton Vanderish, like Tristan Hill. They really started to kind of leak out about 24 hours, maybe 30 hours before the draft that they were leaning in that direction. So we all kind of had a big panic session for a day and a half thinking they're not going to do this. They're not going to do this. And then what made it worse, Tony, was the like doubling down that Jerry did. We all kind of forget the night after or the, the night of, excuse me, uh, with the list and, and kind of like they were pumping their chest. We were like, you fools. You know what I mean? But like, so I give them a lot of props for for you know, hanging some onion, you know, and, and they, uh, you know, they, they walked up to the plate. You said hit a home run and they like pointed the bat. And we were like, Oh, like it was, it was the ninth batter in the lineup. We were like, there's no way, but it was like the highest exit velocity that anybody could have possibly had. Um, it was amazing. Watsamata has given us $10 um, as a, a super chat. Thank you. Watsamata says, this is a great round table. Use the $10 on beer. I don't know um, how we could afford four uh, for $10 uh, unless um, we are in some sort of college town uh, where Donovan Wilson spent his time in college station. Obviously uh, we'll see. Uh, Brandon, um, look, yeah, you're, I talked about hanging onion. You have Dalton Schultz at five. So just to recap the, the five players below Dalton Schultz on Brandon's list, Don, I'm going six through 10 Donovan Wilson, Dorrance Armstrong, Tyler Biotis, Tyler Smith, Deron Bland. I think Dalton Schultz is worthy of being on the list, but why is he worthy of being this high? He, to me, it's, it's all about return on investment. You know, that's, that's right. That's where I come in. He's a, he's a fourth round pick. You know, he had to step into the, to the enormous shoes of the, uh, the, the goat of tight ends, Jason Witten. And he's done an, he's done a hell of a job the last three years. He's, he's had a good, he's had good numbers. He's not going to put up Travis Kelsey numbers. I'm not expecting him to do that, but he's, he's done what he's supposed to do. He's just a great down the field, right down the middle threat. He just, he, he was a, to me the last couple of years, he reminded me, and I'm not saying he is Jason Witten. I don't want to put that in the universe, but he reminded me of a guy like Jason Witten who could just, he quietly just catch passes for, you know, eight to 10 yards. You know, he put up, you know, in, in, in 2021, he had eight touchdowns to me. And, and, and here's the other thing. People don't, people don't, you know, understand or respect the, the, the blocker that he is. He's actually a better blocker than people think he is. The, the stats will back it up. Anybody can look that up. I mean, if you look at PFF, you can see the stats on that. So, I mean, he, he's a better blocker than people think he is. And to me, he's just, he, he's going to be missed. I think he's, I think he's going to be missed. I think, you know, unfortunately, you know, we, we you know, he was going to be priced out of our range. I felt like for like, what the Cowboys were willing to pay him. But he he's done well enough to you know to stick around in this league for 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 a while, 
and he is in my book right now. He's a top 10 tight on the NFL. And, and for me, what he's done to fill the shoes of Jason Witten and as a fourth round pick, he learned a lot from Jason Witten and he's just had one heck of a career for the Cowboys. And it's not, it's not going to be Travis Kelsey or Mark Andrews, but he's, he's steady Eddie to steal that word, uh, that phrase from Tony. He's steady Eddie. And he's just, to me, he's just been so consistent and people are going to, people are going to miss him this, this coming year. I, I, I really believe that. Um, I think that there is a recency bias, like hatred or disdain for Dalton Schultz. That's going to cause a lot of people to disagree with you, Brandon, but I agree. I mean, he was a wonderful pick for the Dallas Cowboys. Again, we already encapsulated all the chaos that he was involved in. And the end was kind of, I wouldn't say dramatic, but it just left a sour taste in people's mouths. People are going to be like, what's going on with you? But I mean, I don't think it's as crazy as it sounds. Your list is very unique. I will say that. Um, okay. So number four, uh, let's get to it here. Somebody else does not have Trayvon Diggs in their top three. Obviously, Tom does not. The next person uh, to have Trayvon Diggs on their list is Brandon. Uh, so shocking the world uh, by uh, going against the grain here. Uh, the fourth best pick uh, of the last five years for the Dallas Cowboys in each of our opinion. For me, it's Leighton Vanderish, who we've touched on. I'm very high on Leighton, obviously. Uh, Tom, you have Tyler Smith, so he makes another appearance. You, Tony, and I have him in the top five. Tony, you have Tony Pollard here. Brandon, you have Trayvon Diggs here. So uh, Trayvon Diggs, not in your top three. Um, why not, Brandon? To me, he's and – and, I, and you know, I've said this on previous roundtables. I, I love the way he plays the game. He's very aggressive. He, you know, it, it, he, he gets beat more times than I'd like. And I, I, again, I don't want him to tailor you – know, you know, pedal back on the aggressiveness because I think that's what makes him a great player. But at the same time, I, I just wish there was some sort of happy common ground for me. It's, just, it's, it's a little nitpicky for me. I just think – I think he gets beat on the double moves. He, and I, I love his instincts – you know, majority of the time he's got really great instincts, but I've seen him get beat on double moves way more than way more than you know than he should, and you know that that's just kind of a pet peeve of mine. Is you know watching you know growing up watching you know guys like Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders might not have been a great tackler, but he was you know he he was rarely ever going to get burned on a double on a double move. And and for somebody who was a receiver in, in college at Alabama, which Nick Saban turned him into a cornerback, we've all heard that story before. He. I don't think his hands have been as good. He's, I feel like he's missed a few interceptions that I feel like, and I mean, again, this is nitpicky, but I feel like if, if you've had great hands, which I still think he does, I think he just missed, he's missed some passes that he, I think his abilities, I think he could pick them off nine times out of 10. So I feel like maybe it's a, a mental thing on that, but my, it's just me. He's a hell of a player. I want him here for a long time. I just, some of the things he does as a cornerback just kind of scratches my head sometimes. So it's like I want to find this middle ground with Trayvon. I, I don't want him to lose the aggressiveness, but I also want him to stop giving up some of those double those double moves where uh, big plays happen. So it's he's kind of like a, a home run or a strikeout kind of guy. I mean, I know RJ's favorite player is, uh, is Aaron Judge. I'm just kidding on that. But Aaron, Aaron Judge, he's a strikeout or he's a, a home run kind of guy. So that's kind of where I put Trayvon Diggs, and that's – and that's why I put him at four. I think he's he, he's a hell of a talent. He's going to be here for hopefully for a long time. It's just it's just minor minor nitpickiness for me with Trayvon. 
You mentioned the interceptions that we feel like he could have had. He talked about that before the season in question uh, that Tom talked about, obviously, 2021, where he had a million interceptions, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Tom, you picked up, uh, where is it here, uh, more points from Watsamata for having Tyler Smith at four. At four. Um, I think two of the top three, like if anybody does this exercise, are very obvious. We all have two of, of the same top three, um, and obviously we're, we're on our way there. Uh, the third person in the top three is a little bit debatable. It, it isn't in my mind, but uh, that being said, so you could argue you like the draft or whatever starts at four and so tyler smith is that high for you tom you are that much of a believer already in his second season yeah you have to be impressed because he was a tackle in college the cowboys drafted him to make a guard out of him at least for his first couple of seasons and then right in the middle of training camp uh he had to switch back out to tackle go out be a day one starter and what more can you ask from a guy? I think he's probably the future at left tackle. At some point, he'll take that over permanently. Uh, we aren't sure what he's going to play this fall, but he's going to be a starter somewhere on that line. And to me, when you can lock down uh, such an important position, that's that makes it a top pick to me. Um, Tony, uh, Tom and I both had a different Tony Pollard at number six, but you have him all the way at number four. Defend yourself. For me, um, the lack of usage in Tony Pollard's early career is not something I'm going to ding him for. I think that this pick on its own, where they got him in the fourth round, the talent, the player he is, is a, is a kudos to their scouting department and able to find this guy. It may say something about running backs and where you can find them and how you can find them. Um, that's another topic for another conversation. But um, Tony Pollard, the talent, to me, is a top five easy pick. The Cowboys are finally starting to use him. They're starting to use him the right way. And this in this year, it's going to be his show, and we're going to see what it looks like. So the fact that they didn't use him correctly and we were clamoring for his talent to be, you know, and we just saw it in the 49ers game when he went out in the playoff game, looked like a totally different offense, right? So um, for me to look at this guy and the way he was not used and the way he is going to be used, it's, it's a home run pick regardless of usage. Rick has given you, Tony, five points for having Pollard in your top five. I'll ask you this. If you had to bet the house, so to speak, um, is Tony Pollard a Dallas Cowboy in 2024? Simply yes or no. Tom? No. Tony? No. Brandon? No. Okay. I agree with you. So, like, we all agree no. So, how can he be this high on the list is, is my point. Like, I mean – because I mean, because the pick is still the pick. I mean, to, regardless, and they're going to do a running back room reset. It was hard for them to get rid of Ezekiel Elliott. But that's the be, position he plays. You know what I mean? Like that's sure. part of this. Sure, but but this team is an entirely different football team without him out, out there. And so for that fact, for that matter, they've seen that. They've shown it. Um, we've seen him play well. We've seen them not play well when he isn't there. Like for me, it's it's a it's a slam dunk top five guy. What do you say to Kevin, who says four is too high for Pollard? Since Dallas started using him, he has shown he can't play a season. He says minus five, Tony. If you think a guy is four, you don't let him go the next season. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I it's I think it's just too it's too linear of a thought, right? Like wow. Tony Pollard in the last five years is a top five draft pick in my mind in this franchise. But at the same time, you can look and flesh out like what's best for this team moving forward, but you can't be mad that the fact that they took this guy in the fourth round. So what now are we going to say that we can only take running backs on the fifth round or later? Like it just, you know, it doesn't make sense. That Joseph Randall was a fifth round pick just so we're all clear. <laughs> True. 
Um, okay, uh, that was contentious. Uh, so Tom, Tony, and I have all gotten through Tony Pollard on this list. Uh, we have not gotten for or to him yet on your list, Brandon, your list that has been so magical and so wonderful. We have reached the top three. Um, so that being said, um, there are two of us who obviously who have Trayvon Diggs in the top three. It is Tony and I. We both have him at number three. So again, these are the top 10 Dallas Cowboys draft picks over the last five years. So beginning in 2018, I have Trayvon Diggs as the third best. Tom, you have Donovan Wilson all the way at number three. Tony, you have Trayvon Diggs and Brandon, you have CD Lamb. Uh, Tony, who should we hear from first, Brandon or Tom? I got to hear Tom's reasoning here. We did get the second contract. That was a stipulation that we assigned. Uh, so that, you did you did check that box, Tom? That that is true. That was one of the reasons uh, <laughs> that I have him here. But the big reason is if you look at the names around him, there's a lot of first round picks. Donovan Wilson was a sixth rounder, uh, and yet he's come in. He's become the starter. He is the enforcer for the defense, and I just. I, I looked at that and I said, there's nobody else in the five years that has given them the bang for the buck that he has. So I graded this on that, on how the Cowboys found a real steal late in the draft, and it's paying off big time. Uh, there may be a couple of other players who have a bigger impact in a game, but when you look at what he gives them and how little he costs them, I felt that he deserved to be in in my third position. Um, so Brandon had Donovan, not Cedric Wilson, at number six. Tony and I did not have Donovan Wilson at all. Um, so, so this was a, a big pendulum swing here. Um, Brandon, you've uh, you've been very colorful tonight. Uh, so, so what do you have to say about uh, Tom's ranking of Donovan Wilson all the way here again? So the players that Tom ranked beneath uh, Donovan Wilson, Tyler Smith. Trayvon Dix, Tony Pollard, Tyler Biotis, Slayton Vanderish, Dalton Schultz, Michael Gallup. Brandon, your thoughts? I, I don't mind it at all. And, and, and yes, I had Donovan Wilson. <laughs> I, I had Donovan Wilson at six. You know, and and, that, and here's the thing, Tom. And that's and Tom made a great point for me. To me, like the like I know my my you know my rankings are a little little out of the uh, you know you know maybe a little different than everybody else's. But to me, like how I looked at this when I looked at the question that you posed to us, RJ, I looked at it from impact on the field versus value and, and what we've done. So that, what he's done, that's why I, I don't mind Tom's point on that. Like you, you get a guy who's a, a, an enforcer. He's one of the better players on the defense. He got a second contract and, he, and he's a six round pick. I, I mean, I can't argue with Tom. I, I just, I couldn't put, I couldn't put him any higher because I felt the other five, you know, based on draft and what they've done. I felt like they were, in my opinion, I felt like they, they were, they should be a little bit higher on my list, but, Tom, I, you know, I, you know, I'm, I'm happy to see that somebody else went a little jump on the defense a little bit for that one. So I yeah. appreciate that. Yeah, it, it was when I read the question originally from RJ, it was like, what was the best overall? moves the let, cowboy made let, let me read the question so everyone understands just let's let's be you know verbatim here i said tonight we are going to be picking the 10 best dallas cowboys draft picks over the last five years if you can i would like each of you to give me your list privately in a dm so i can know ahead of time and tom you actually responded with some sass you said you show us yours uh so <laughs> so um but uh i i mean it was a little bit open interpretation so you could yeah. you know 
call it return on, you know, on investment, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, For what it's worth, Tom, Danny Phantom, not a part of the round table, but he has been watching. He said, I would like to award Tom 20 points so I could deduct 25 points for that pick. (laughs) Uh, Tony, your thoughts on, um, on, I guess, Tom's ranking of Donovan Wilson and Brandon sort of agreeing with him. It's unique. You know, it's unique. Um, <laughs> I, I, I have all the respect the world for Donovan Wilson. I'm, I'm super happy he's here. But, um, you know, you stood you stood on your opinion. You, you stood with conviction. So I respect it, Tom. I, I, um, is, is, is saying it's unique on the East Coast the same as saying bless your heart here? In, in the same vein. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's, wow. Uh, so, sorry. Uh, Great job, Tom. Great job. <laughs> uh brandon you have cd lamb at number three now we have not named him and we we all know who number one is going to be on this list it's not going to be very you know very difficult here uh but so there's a non-micah player who you believe was a better draft pick for the cowboys over the last five years than cd lamb um so should we just go ahead and get to it i guess is probably uh we should stop bearing the lead three of us have cd lamb at number two Brandon does not. He has Tony Pollard as a better draft pick than CD. <laughs> Tony's reaction uh, is uh, is amazing. Um, so again, I took CD Lamb. Tom took CD Lamb. Tony took CD Lamb. We'll talk about CD in a moment. Who Brandon you had at number three, but you have Tony Pollard as the second best Dallas Cowboys draft pick over the last five years. Yes, and uh, there's there's one reason for it. This the, the top reason for me is franchise tag. Cowboys look at him as a franchise player and the numbers don't lie ezekiel elliott his he's been on a downtrend and the cowboys the cowboys coaching staff just wanted to keep keep force feeding you know four yards a carry when we clearly know tony pollard is the more explosive player you get the ball in his hands magic happens to me you know the stats the stats are going to start going up he you know yes he got his first thousand yard season you know this past year you know he had nine touchdowns on the ground he he had he had a heck of a season and yes, sure, the injury questions are this and that, but guess what? He's played, and I don't even—I think I saw one of the, uh, the the comments earlier. Durability issues. He's played in 15 games at a minimum this entire career. And last time I checked, you know, there were 16 games in the season up until recently, and obviously now we're at a 17-game slate. So I don't, you know, I don't, I don't buy into that very much. I think for this, it was a, it was an unfortunate situation. It was a freak injury in my, in my book, just the way the whole injury happened, and. And obviously NFL thought so as well, because, you know, look what's going on there. So Tony Power to me, it's just, it's, and, and, and Tony, and, and Tony made this point about Tony where he, you know, it was essentially because he didn't get the usage that he probably should have because the coaching staff was stuck on Zeke, stuck on Zeke. And that, and, and that has nothing to do with the lack of ability for Tony Power. I just think they, they thought, I think the staff just thought more of Zeke Elliott than the rest of us with eyeballs that could see how explosive he is and, and, and the biggest thing for me is he he's the franchise tag for a reason. You don't put the franchise tag on a on a fr- you know unless he's a franchise type player. And the reason why he's not the you know and we all talked about it just a few minutes ago. We all agreed unanimously that he's not going to be on the team next year. We'll see how that unfolds. But it's just it's not because of the talent or lack thereof talent for Tony Pollard. It's just simply a business decision. You, you know, I don't know if you can give him ten million dollars plus per year after this season, especially with the, the crop of players that are in this year's draft. And there's other guys on the roster, like Malik, Malik Davis that could get involved in the picture. It's to me, it's just, you know, I think it's just ludicrous that, you know, I, you know, I, you have to put him in the top three, in my opinion. I just, he's just, 
he, to me, he is the most explosive player on the offense. That's, that's why I put him ahead of CD lamb. And there's two other, other, there's two other parts to it as well. CD lamb was a first round pick. Tony power was a fourth round pick. So based on my scale of him, we've gotten a better return on investment for Tony Pollard versus CD lamb, who I love both dearly. I recognize this is a different question. Um, but if you had, if you could only keep one, we played the Donovan Wilson, Jaron Curse game. If you could only have one player on the Cowboys in 2023, CD Lamb or Tony Pollard, who are you choosing? Lamb. CD Lamb, just because of positional. Right. I mean, so that's, I think that's part of, again, we all kind of approach this a little bit differently. Tony and I had really similar lists. So I think we kind of were similar. Uh, Brandon, Tom, you both. You know, I don't know what you guys had for dinner or, or you know, what's what's in the water around there. Uh, you guys, you know, took some left turns where, where Tony and I did not. Uh, Tony, could you ever imagine ranking Tony? You had Tony Pard very high, higher than Tom or I. Uh, but could you ever imagine ranking him higher than CD Lamb? No. And to be honest with you, to answer this question kind of in a roundabout way, like I knew that there would be some conversation between 10 and, you know, 4. But I thought one, two, and three was going to be chalk for all of us, to be honest with you. I, I thought you Mike and I would had be the one. same one, two, three. Right. Yeah. So I really thought, I mean, uh, this is what makes the round table awesome is there is difference of opinion. But I really didn't think that the one, two, three was much of a debate. But um, yeah, I, that's guess why, that's why this is awesome. <laughs> Tom, I thought you were going to be similar to us in terms of like chalk. We had the same top two, you, Tony, and I. Uh, you went Donovan at, at three, which was a little bit, you know, again, What's up? Uh, but still, um, CD Lamb is number two on your list. I mean, you know, Brandon's right. He was a first round pick, but he was also this like, well, they don't really need him. And he just he, he inherited a horrible situation with Dak Prescott's, you know, injury and then the Amari thing. And he was we talked so much about how the Cowboys unfairly put people and players in positions. We talked about Jalen Tolbert. We talked about Dalton Schultz. They put the world on CD Lamb's shoulders last year. And he answered. Not every player in Cowboys franchise history, certainly over the last 25 years or whatever, has answered that call. But CeeDee Lamb did. He truly, totally became the alpha upon command. And that is a very impressive thing. Yes. Uh, and they he is the player, I think, one of the key ones they have to have. And they need a good season out of him. Uh, yeah, just, I mean, you look at the impact of the position. You look at how he stepped up when it was acquired. As you said, you look at how he had to deal with some adversity through the through the uh, the past couple seasons, and it's I just don't see how else you could you could put him. And to me, he was just like you know I <laughs> you guys think I went off the reservation with my third pick, but the first <laughs> two just seemed blatantly obvious. Um, Danny says he cannot wait to see who Tom, you, and Brandon have at number one, and wonders whether or not it is Ben DiNucci. Um, so, um, you know, uh, again, a very interesting night. We don't have to spend a ton of time on this. Uh, very obvious. Micah Parsons is the best Dallas Cowboys draft pick in the last five, 10, 15, you know, years, maybe the greatest Dallas Cowboys draft pick of all time, especially when you factor in that they traded back. I mean, they, they had two opportunities to take him, but they traded back with the Eagles of all teams. Um, Rick has offered his list says Micah, CD, Diggs, Pollard, Tyler are my top five. Um, but yeah, um, I mean, what, what can we say that hasn't been said about Micah Parsons? The only thing we can say is he hasn't won a defensive player of the year award yet. That's his only, he may, maybe you believe he, he, regressed a teeny tiny bit uh over the second half of last season but regression for micah parsons is is still it's like superman you know flying without the cape it just looks a little bit less cool so yeah that's that's i think that pretty much says it you know he's he's just 
the guy came in and took the NFL by storm, became an instant superstar. This was the only one that we all had in the exact same spot. Um, so Micah got all four first place votes. CD uh, came closest uh, with all or with three second place votes. And there were several players uh, who we each had at the same or two, two of us had at the same spot. Uh, so that being said, uh, let's take a look at everybody's list. Um, and again, uh, Brandon's says, um, uh, uh, Donovan Wilson still. Um, it is Cedric Wilson. I think I messed the columns up here. Um, no, I did not. Uh, yeah, my bad. But Brandon, you're there. Um, and it does say Cedric Wilson instead of Donovan Wilson. So looking at the list, because we kind of just talked about it. So now that we have everybody's in front of us, the list will be uh, updated uh, in the article at the site where we'll put this episode as well. Um, your biggest takeaways, Tom, it can be about your list or any of ours. Uh that we we did see most of it fairly similarly. We just uh, had the order switched, and you kind of teased the fact. My honorable mention was Deron Bland. He was the guy that I was having to go back and forth with uh, about Michael Gallup making the list. So, so he was he was your honorable mention. I said Connor Williams was mine. We got a lot of uh, comments. Kevin said, "Did nobody have Osa in the top 10? Uh Tony Brandon would would Osa have been your 11th player Danny Phantom chimed in as well about this not for wow. me no okay. no uh, I had okay. him I had him at 12 uh Kevin says minus five for anyone with Armstrong that didn't have Osa uh so that would be Brandon and Tony um hey you know you it was a weird night I feel like my picks were really chalk I feel like nobody had anything to say about my list so not trying to say like I'm the best but I feel like my list was the most agreed upon um at, like each of you kind of had a weird you know what's going on you know pick at some point in time uh Tony your biggest takeaway looking at everybody's uh list here in front of you uh Brandon's my guy shout out to Brandon man <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate Again, it's so. Donovan Wilson, not, not Cedric Wilson. Um, but even still, uh, Brandon, your list is just, it's unique. We'll say that. You know what I'm saying? Like your, your list is very unique. Uh, it stands on its own uh, and it's a necessary part of the group. You know what I'm saying? You got that right. That's that's what I'm here for, everybody. Uh, okay, Brandon, since I think um, it's sort of agreed upon that you had the, we'll call it the most unique list. Uh, who had the most unique pick that, that you think? Like uh, between Tom, Tony, and I, who had the, the pick that made you go, huh, that's weird. Was it CD Lamb at two? Or, or, or like, what was no, it uh, no. from anybody else? Uh, I think for me, if I had to nitpick a little bit, I would say maybe you, RJ. I just didn't think Leighton Vander should have been in the top five. That's just, that's just my opinion. I felt like he was a six or ten. I would have been okay with, uh, you know, from everybody else. But I think, RJ, I think I got to call you out on that. I, I just can't put him in the top five. Brandon, I just noticed that you did not have Leighton on the list at all. How did I, I not – how did I – Brandon, wait a minute. <laughs> so hold on. <laughs> you <did not> have, <laughs> what? How do you not have Leighton Vanderish on the list? Because I, I said it earlier. I said This isn't David yeah, Hellman. I mean, this is Brandon Clements here. What's going <laughs> on? I guess Helmut. I guess Helmut and I have talked too much. I guess I guess it's kind of rubbed off on me a little bit. But uh, no, for me it was. It all came down to he had a great rookie year. He had a great fifth year, but everything in between wasn't you know wasn't up to snuff. Where the Cowboys were like, yeah, screw you and your fifth uh, your fifth year option. You know, we'll you know we'll, maybe maybe if you get a you know give us a cheaper a cheaper price, maybe we'll bring it back. So that's kind of how I thought about it. Like he didn't earn his fifth year option, so. That's why he wasn't on my list, no matter what, how, you know, how good he did in, in, in 2022. That's kind of how I looked at Leighton. And I love Leighton. That's, 
that's a fair argument that he did not earn his fifth year option. There are only two other Cowboys players who did not earn their fifth year option um, since the 2011 CBA. Tom, who are they? Oh, well, obviously Taco. (laughs) Right. Uh, Didn't didn't uh, even see the point of of the team debating whether they should pick it up or not. So the other player had it declined. I I don't remember. Tony, do you know the answer? I'm blanking. Brandon, do you know the answer? No, off the top of my head. It was Morris Claiborne, um, oh. Cowboys first round pick in oh. 2012. But like Layton, he did get a one-year deal for for the year that would have been his fifth-year option. So the team did play that correctly. He did not get another contract. Uh, we played the, like, or we had the prerequisite, as mentioned, like, did he have a second contract? Layton's technically on his third. I mean, like if, if we're being literal here, uh, so um, the fact that he escaped your list entirely, Brandon, um, is uh, Rick has offered uh, you a negative five points uh, for no late advantage. Um, Thank you, Rick. Th- this, this whole list <laughs> was a matter of opinion. Um, now, for what it's worth, you all had a lot of points. Uh, this was a lot of fun. Uh, but the roundtable winner, it only felt right to make it Will McClay uh, because this really did kind of like <laughs> highlight, um, you know, the great picks that the Cowboys have had. Uh, the fact that, I mean, no offense, Brandon, that like somebody could not have Leighton Vanderish on the list, you know, suggests that the Cowboys have, have done really well. The fact that C.D. Lamb could not be in the top two. I mean, again, we, we joked about the list being fun and unique, but the fact that you can kind of stretch these arguments one way or another shows the great job that the Dallas Cowboys have done in the drafting department. Have they had their fair share of misses? Absolutely, including Tom's guy, Kelvin Joseph, Nashawn Wright, et cetera, et cetera. But they have had a lot of hits over just the last five years alone. Yeah, they absolutely have. I mean, the one that still bothers me to this day is is it's it's Taco. It, it, like TJ Watt is, is right there. I mean, I just I just think about it, and I have a lot of friends that are Steelers fans up in upstate New York, and and it's you know they keep giving me a lot of a lot of flack for that. They're like, you guys missed on TJ Watt. Like, what, what's going on here? I wanted TJ Watt when I watched that draft. I wanted TJ Watt, and unfortunately, Taco was what he was. Can't get them all. Um... Brandon, uh, Kevin says that he thinks Halman paid you to keep Leighton Vanderesh off of your list. It was not your fault. Tony, Danny says that you had the roundtable handed to him on a silver platter, but still doesn't get the dub. How do you feel, Tony? Are you upset that Will McClay won instead of you? No, nah, he deserves the respect, but you know, I, you know, it, it always hurts not to get the W, but I'll give it a little. Let's will. see, Tony, let, let's, let's all uh, microanalyze Tony's list. Uh, so Micah Parsons at one, CeeDee Lamb at two, Trayvon Diggs at three. I think Tony Pollard is too high on your list. Uh, Brandon, I know you disagree. Uh, but Tom, I yeah. mean, Tony Pollard at four uh, for, I mean, ahead of Tyler Smith, Tom? Shame, Tony, Tom. <laughs> Which, shame, are you shame. still asking me or are you just shaming Tony? I lost track. <laughs> well, okay, so Tom... Um, who who had the best list? Let's play this game as we close out. Tom, who had the whose list do you like the most that isn't yours? And everybody will answer. Uh again, uh, uh if anyone tuned in at late, uh Cedric Wilson should be Donovan Wilson under Brandon's list. Yeah. Uh God, I hate to say it, RJ, but yours yours is just kind of You hate to say it. Pre- I love you too, Tom. Yeah, it's the kind <laughs> of predictable names though. I mean, it's chalk. The, the, the lowest hanging fruit is the sweetest for a reason, Tom. Jeez. Um, okay, so Tom votes for me. Tony, whose list uh, do you like the most that isn't yours? I hate to say it again. <laughs> RJ. I, you know, I 
am friends with all of you. You know what I mean? Like we can we can be civil and cool. Um, so let's see here, Brandon. Whose list do you like the most that is not your own? I gotta go with Tom's, man. I, I no, no <laughs> You know what? Tom, the reason why I picked Tom is, you know what? He he had the stones to put Devin Wilson higher than me. So just off of that alone, Tom gets the Tom gets the nod for me. Uh, Kevin says that I have the best list, so I appreciate you, Kevin. Watsamata says, I like Tony's, would have been Tom, but oh my gosh, Dono at three. Um, uh, yeah, Tom, again, Tom, you were you were playing it so, like, straight up, you know, 17 pars, and then on 18, just, like, straight into the lake. Uh, so, um, interesting um, kind of game here. Uh, Rick, Tony says that you have the best list. Danny Phantom ranked all of us and said that I was number one, Tony two, Tom three and ten Brandon. Um, I the the list closest to mine, which is very popular here, is Tony's. So my vote is that Tony had uh, the best list that wasn't my own. Um, I think the player we were the most harsh on collectively was probably Michael Gallup. Um, I think that Mike, Michael is is kind of the recipient of some real strong recency bias. I think the benefit of some recency bias is Donovan Wilson. Clearly, um, I think the fact that Tyler Smith is so all over the place. Um, says that some people still aren't willing to totally and completely buy in. So, uh, Tom, Kevin and, and, says that you killed your list with the Donovan ranking. <laughs> I will say that on the on Tyler Smith, that makes a lot of sense. You know, he's just played one year in the league, so it it makes a little sense that people are a little bit uncertain where he really should land on this. Um, last question, for real. What player not on this list um do we expect to be a part of it next year so when we do this next year what player that we did not name do you think will be here um i've already taken the list off so just kind of go off memory a name we haven't said i know the answer the correct answer uh but brandon you <laughs> raised your hand first i think it's going to be sam williams i think Sam's that's, gonna that's my answer Oh, okay, so Dorrance Armstrong is going to have eight sacks. Sam Williams is going to have eight sacks. Micah Parsons is going to have 12 sacks. Like, there's just going to be a thousand sacks. Uh, Tony Catalina, who is your vote? It was going to be Sam Williams, but I'll go with my second one, Israel Mukuamu. Okay, that's, that's a solid list, too. Uh, and again, if, if we play the like return on investment game, sixth round pick, you know, he, he has a lot of like kind of cash in that sense um, to sort of, you know, turn in here. Tom, who do you think that is not a part of this conversation tonight could be next this time next year? Oh, I was going to say Sam Williams too, but I, I like Tony's Mukwamu uh, as a pick too. I, I think there's a chance he could really come up and I'm not even sure he's going to be playing corner safety. I think they're moving him to corner. Um, just to be different, because Brandon, you took Sam Williams. I'll again, just so we have four names, I'll throw out Damone Clark. Um, I think we could be sitting here being like, "Man, oh, that pick!" Because especially when you consider that we thought he was going to have a redshirt year and wasn't going to play, and there was all this question. Uh, that could be, you know, it, it could be the it could be what we wanted Jalen Smith to be in the overall. That ultimately it kind of was for a moment, then it wasn't. Um, so wow, this was fun. Uh, congratulations, I guess to me uh, for having the consensus best list. Tony, uh, you were very close. Tom couldn't quite land the plane. Brandon, you're still flying in the sky. Don't know uh, <laughs> at what altitude, uh, but uh, it, you seem to be enjoying the ride, and that's what matters the most. Uh, so, Tony, I would like you to pick one of Tom and Brandon to make a sound for us to leave. Whoever you don't pick gets to pick the sound that the other person has to make. It wouldn't be right if it wasn't Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, so Tom, what sound would you like? What PG thirteen sound, Tom? Uh, would you like Brandon to make as we leave here tonight? A mentally disturbed Chihuahua. Okay, let's okay, let's let's kind of calm down a little bit here. Uh, let's let's go with a different answer, uh, Tom. Please, uh, some, something else. Okay, a foghorn. Oh. <laughs> 